Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how you doing? I'm doing okay, but the show didn't make it any better. So, oh. <laughs> oof. Uh, that. Uh, how did we get here? Ah, <laughs> that is the question, um, and we'll we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, we are we are far away, far away away from. The NXT of old here tonight on a night when we had Zion Quinn singing "Sexy Boy" and we had karaoke and we had guys talking about when when they became men because <laughs> because that's what that's what we've got now. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about all that. But before we do, just want to remind you all: this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms. Whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Battle Podcast, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So. At least for me, I will start off like we'll start off with the uh, I guess chronologically. We had uh, Mandy Rose off the show, the new NXT Women's Champion, and I'm like, cool, like this is good. I think she's doing great. I think she, this is like the best work of Mandy Rose we've seen. Uh, and I, I'm someone that enjoyed her her run with Otis on the main roster and that stretch we had with Sonya Deville. But even then, I like that. She had a promo saying that she's the baddest bitch, quote unquote, in NXT now. Good. She's confident. She's rocking it. It's good. Uh, it was interesting that she didn't have toxic attraction with her because they also won the tag titles last week, but that was a ploy because they were backstage attacking uh, Zoe Stark. And then that led to a showdown between Mandy Rose and Io Shirai, the former women's champion there. I like that as well. I think that makes sense. That's a good way to establish Mandy as a champion, uh, assuming that she eventually beats Io. And then that led to a, a more standard kind of set up for what, what was eventually confirmed for next week, a six-woman tag team match when Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter saved EO from Toxic Attraction in full force there. So, John, what are you thinking about this, uh, I, I guess, the, the first night of Mandy as the champion here and this immediate direction seemingly with EO? Uh, I like the direction. I think I actually, uh, I last week I said uh, EO Shroud would be a good first challenger for this, and it looks like that's what we're going to get. Uh, I'm glad to see kind of her and Zoe might finally be done with, done for now anyway as as a team. Eo uh, did say months ago that she would eventually be back for an opportunity, and here she is back for an opportunity. So I think it's fine, and I thought the rain started out it was just fine. I mean, it was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, uh, I would agree. DJ pointing out, uh, quoting the one line we had, uh, shortly, pretty much right when Mandy got in the ring, the crowd was saying, you deserve it. I think that was good because a lot of fans have been, at least in the immediate uh, response, kind of critical of Mandy winning the title like this, or at least maybe this soon in, in her NXT run. Um, I, I've said before, I think she I think she does deserve it. I think it's good. And uh, the, the crowd there seemingly was agreeing, but telling her she deserves it. And then she said, you don't have to tell me I deserve it. Like, she, she knows it. Like, she, she doesn't need the fans' uh, uh, validation. Good line. She's confident, like I said. Very, very good. I'm liking it a lot. Uh, and uh, Stephen Chambers saying uh, also that uh, he, he's given a thumbs up for Mandy and uh, for Mandy and Neo here whenever that might happen. Uh, and I guess that, that's a natural kind of segue, at least briefly, for the report being that uh, supposedly we will get some kind of event uh, right about a month from now. Uh, it was Andrew Zarian, I believe, reporting that we are, or I think it was, yeah, uh, reporting that we'll be uh, a, a takeover like event mm -hmm. uh, yeah, on, that was him. on December 5th. So um, if that is true, which I have every reason to believe that it is, because he is usually a reliable source, then I would probably imagine that we'll probably build this match up until then 
whatever the, the six women tag team match next week, other things here and there, but that seems to be the direction we're going, and that would be a good way, uh, you know, to the, like this the storyline they could they could definitely do do a lot in the in the roughly month they've got until then. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see how they develop and and pro- progress these storylines in the next month. Uh, but you know, it's nice to potentially get back a takeover like this, and I think that it might at least fuck the haters up a little bit because they're kind of getting a glimmer of the past back in a way. Yeah, uh, the, the I'll talk about it again later. This every time the show like does give me a glimmer of the past. It's very bittersweet, I'll say, because I was like, I, just give me, give me more, because I liked it so much, and and it's you know increasingly leaning into the more uh, as Kamala Hayes said tonight, the new school, and John, I, I'm nothing if not stubborn, so gotta get used to it and roll on here. But with that being said, Mandy Rose very much one of the faces of NXT, and she even said to Eo, she said like, like this isn't the old NXT, this is NXT 2.0. I am you know really the face of that um so even that even that you know that's kind of uh one way that we're getting that as well well we had that uh leading up to halloween havoc with champa and breaker so this that seems to be kind of the very um overarching theme in nxt and i kind of like that you know i i think if it's done right it's just kind of on this ongoing brand wide um I don't know, almost like roster-wide feud. There's something pretty cool about that. So uh, speaking of Mandy Rose there, you know, we had this kind of set up for the six women tag team match next week. I love, you know, just connected storytelling when you when you kind of weave one thing to the next. So the Toxic Trashy goes backstage. Dakota Kai is there because she has a match next against Cora Jade. And then Mandy Rose kind of bumps into her because Dakota helped her win the title last week. And Dakota says, oh, well, I didn't do it for you. I did it to end Raquel Gonzalez. I'm like, th- like, this is such a small thing, but it just makes the, everything feel so you know cohesive and like you know very yeah. logical. I, I say that too too often because like it, it shouldn't be a big deal, but just to have something as small as that, you know, that it's it's encouraging. I like it. It's just a, the smallest thing, just like, like to help the show kind of flow together. I like that a lot. And then we did see Dakota uh, pretty decisively defeat Cora Jade, who had been kind of on the rise here, uh, really since the NXT 2.0 revamp here. And then it looked like she was going to really beat her down after the match, and she did, but it looked like she was going to really add insult to injury. And then she was going to put through a table, and Dakota stopped and kind of uh, just, you know, maybe tease some, 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 maybe, maybe we'll get something more there because she, she put the, the skateboard on her. But uh, definitely, this is a new, a more darker version of Dakota Kai. And I like that. I'm glad she's back on NXT. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they develop. Uh, the story and i think that this would be a second female match they would have a takeover they're typically good for two so i'm okay with with all that and the kind of this redemption story maybe uh, just a, a maybe a final nail in the coffin for both of them in nxt so that'd be interesting to have them both kind of wind up on the main roster coming out of this um i feel like one of them has to i think you know somehow one of these at least one or two is going to be leaving uh dj's upset that the core jade winning streak is over i'm sure she'll be fine she's still on the show she's in this high profile spot and we had this kind of post-match thing and with dakota hesitating like maybe that was just part of the character like her not fully being not demonic but you know the teasing this uh, as steven's saying the psycho version of her um and that does seem to be kind of the the direction they're going, I like it, but maybe we'll get a rematch, or maybe you know we'll get to see a little more more here. And again, that's that's more time for Jade to be on TV and in a prominent role. I think that's a good thing. More more support for Corey Jade from Nesha saying she likes her. 
Thanks for doing doing well so far. And again, it can't hurt to be in there with someone like Dakota Kai. So I think that is a win-win. It's funny because they announced a lot for the show before they went up there on the air. Like they announced several matches. We had, and they announced that uh, Chapa would have you know an address. They announced that Imperium would you know speak after their title one as well. Um, it was just weird that like none of none of it seemed like a really big deal. If that makes sense, like there was a lot of like okay, we had the solo Sakoa debut. We had Duke's Poker Room, which ended up being kind of this ongoing threaded storyline throughout the night, for better or worse. Um, and there's they announced uh, several matches beyond that, beyond that, along with the, the announcement event. We had uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner beefing with Legado del Fantasma on Twitter, setting up a match as well. But none, none of it felt like really like, I don't want to say like moving the needle, but like they all felt like, okay, these are, these are going to be matches that are going to fill up the show, but it's like, and maybe maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's, I, I haven't really like bought in fully, and that's that's on me. But just like I, I saw that lineup, I was like, I mean, other than the main event, I mean, like, and I want to see what Mandy Rose is gonna do. I want to see what's next for, for Tomasa Champ, but just none of it was really kind of calling to me. And you know, that kind of maybe maybe I was being too pessimistic, and that kind of colored my enjoyment of the of the show. But there we go. Um, but I guess we're talking about uh, this this Duke's poker room here. We had I missed the first. I didn't realize it'd be an ongoing thing. I missed the first kind of um, vignette of it, where it was uh, Duke and Cam uh, Cameron Grimes playing poker. And then we got, I believe, two more where, where Camelo, or sorry, where Cameron was kind of seemingly losing at one point, and it seemed like he was going to lose his money, uh, which would have been a big deal, because obviously his whole new character in the last several months has been that he's rich. You know, rich. Um, but in the end, he won. So Cameron Grimes still very much uh, a, a wealthy man. Uh, and yeah. uh, with, with an impressive outing at the poker table, uh, A, he impressed the ladies, which is what they've been setting up for the past couple of weeks, which at least, you know, that that's progression. That makes sense. That's what they've been going for. At least they just didn't randomly drop that. Uh, and at the same time, Duke, Duke Hudson was definitely upset uh, about losing. So I feel like we will get a match between them. If not next week, at some point soon, uh, DJ saying that Carmelo took Duke Hudson to the moon, um, at least in the, in the poker room sense. Yes, I would agree. Steven, I've, Thought this is, as soon as they announced uh, Duke's poker room. Uh, seeing the poker room promos made, made uh, Stephen think that he's watching Impact where they had uh, Swingers Palace, a very similar thing here. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I like when, when these things are done right, I, I like how they throw it throughout the night. I joked about it on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if, John, if, if you've seen uh, the James Bond movie Casino Royale, it's just like whole movie about playing poker and it's like very, very high stakes, life or death. It's a big deal. Yeah, and and I just couldn't help thinking of that. I was like, "This is a, a you know uh, several rungs below that." Um, but there are worse ways to set up a match. You know, again, Duke Hudson being upset that he got kind of put in his place uh, as the as the poker guy. So again, maybe set up, set up a match there. Nelson wants to see Cameron Grimes get a girlfriend. I mean, hey, he walked out with some some ladies coming out of his poker room, and he, he impressed some of his fellow players there. So. I imagine you know, he's got some dates coming out of that. So, but I mean, maybe the, he, he could get a, a manager of some sort uh, in, in that in that effect. But um, I don't know. Again, there are worse ways to, to build a story here. So I can't complain too too much, especially when he had some of the other things we saw the night from a from a character vignette standpoint. Um, and I guess, oh, I guess yeah. Let's, let's dive right in. We had um, after last week, we had Halloween Havoc. Uh, Zion Quinn, I believe, slammed. Uh, Robert Stone threw a table. Robert Stone challenged Azlan Quinn seemingly to a match. They come out to the ring, and Robert Stone says, "I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm not just gonna beat you. 
I'm gonna outsing you while I'm wearing this romper. <laughs> and then he starts he starts singing, and I'm like, okay, kind of weird, but he's this kind of like goofy, you know, you know, fun, funny, you know, whatever character, which is fine. And then Zion Quinn at first says, Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to sing, I'm here to I'm here to beat you up. Which is he should, he's this tough dude, he's supposed to be out there, you know, dominating and, and looking like a badass, which he does. And then, and then Robert Stone goads him into singing. And Zion Quinn, this newcomer that has been built up as an impressive kind of like powerhouse that has been booked pretty darn well, uh, especially in, in the NXT 2.0 context, starts singing Sexy Boy for, uh, of course, Shawn Michaels' theme song. And I say, good luck ever trying to get this guy to be taken seriously again, at least for, at least for me, because... That's hard to come back from. I don't, I don't know about you, John. Oh, boy. <laughs> this was uh, terrible. Uh, very, very, <laughs> very bad. Um, I do not want to see that ever again. I don't want to have to watch that ever again. I don't think this benefited anybody. I don't think anybody was entertained by this. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. I will just say that it was bad. I didn't like any of it. It wasn't entertaining. It wasn't funny. It wasn't progressing any story. It was pointless. It went on for too long. Just just bad. Bad. And the match wasn't any better. No, it was a total squash. And again, they tried to kind of like bounce back from it. And I, I saw some tweets like, oh, if Zion Quinn's gimmick is that he, he beats people in karaoke and then beats them in the ring, that's kind of fun. All right, yeah, if that's what you're into. Uh, Nesha Curse thinks she enjoyed the, the sexy boy part. It's a great song. Like, for theme songs, all-time great. Love it. When I was a kid, even now, like, you know, I like to hear it a lot. So it comes on. On paper, I'm dancing along. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm feeling it. Sion Quinn, this guy's supposed to be a badass dude. It's like, no. This is not what you No. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely in agreement with you, John. Like, this is not what I'm, what I'm here to see. Uh, but that's just saying that she was smiling and she was enjoying it. She was singing along. Um, and again, like I wanted to in a way, but I was so just like blown away by just like that they're treating Zion Quinn like this. And this guy, again, who's supposed to be this uh, rising star that seems like he has a lot of potential and just to kind of go off and do this. I mean, I'm not trying to bury anything here, but yeah, definitely one of those things that, that did not do it for me. Uh, we had another character vignette. Uh, wasn't the worst one we've seen. You know, these have been kind of hit or miss, but we had it was Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. And again, on a show when you've got this sexy boy thing, wasn't the worst thing. Uh, but they're taught they're playing. I don't know, and I'm not trying to cast aspersions or anything, but they're playing cornhole and talking about you know grilling and very just very like standard man stuff. And I'm just like, I, I I don't know. <laughs> this didn't do it for me either. I'm like. Some of these characters are really working. I'll talk about other other ones that did. Uh, and at first, like having these guys be kind of tough, cool, you know, relatively cool, you know, barroom brawlers, I, I can kind of get behind that. Um, but this, you know, the, the, the one guy, I, feel, I think it was Brooks talking about his father being upset. He got kicked off the football team and, and you know, disgraced in the family. This felt like a, like a, like a, I don't know like a country movie. And I was like, I was expecting to hear like country music song, uh, music or whatever. Not a fan, not a fan, 
I'm sorry. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I was a fan, but I didn't think it was the worst thing. I mean, I thought that it at least kind of developed their character a little more with their personality, which is something that the previous one obviously did not do. Uh, I also thought that the way that they kind of really led this up to be uh, we're, we're together now, but we're like similar and we're going to get you and just I don't know. They're already like a tag I, team. They're, they're like they're, they weren't. They weren't enemies coming together. They weren't like teasing something, and now they're coming together. Like they were. They debuted as a team. Yep. They were clearly a team. Yep. They were still a team. But yes, that was that did feel like kind of the the intended message. Like oh, we all like we're we are now together. Now I'll oh, just you wait. Now we're gonna show you like okay. Um, they had one. They, I think one of the closing lines is like, you know, we we may not always win, but we're, we're always gonna make you second guess getting in the ring with us. I'm like, yeah, uh, that didn't help for for me at least. I was like, I didn't like it anyway. And then that was like, if you lose, like, yeah, I guess I I, may, I don't know. I guess that I, that could open up a whole discussion. Of like, is winning winning or losing what really matters, or is it about uh, making an impact on your on your opponent in some other way, like they're kind of saying, but. I agree. I agree. It's always good to have like more developed characters, and that again, that is very clear what NXT is going for. NXT 2.0 is going for, I should say. Um, and again, a lot of it has been throwing stuff at the wall. Some of it has stuck. Some of it has not, and that's fine. But I'm saying this, this, this. I think this wasn't fairly close, close proximity of of the Zion Quinn thing. So uh, maybe, maybe again, I was just so, so down on that. I was a little more uh, critical than I might have been otherwise. But um, one thing that I was at least Again, and on the flip side, because I was so down on the the Zion Quinn thing, I was a little more receptive to something that I was intrigued by. We had an MSK vignette there on the street, kind of reflecting on their tag title loss, and they're like, "Oh, what, what are we gonna do? We spent so long chasing these titles," and they said something on the lines of like, "Okay, we're in, we're gonna kind of uh, get advice from the the master, the behind MSK, like kind of the not the leader, but they're very clear, like this mentor kind of thing." Didn't, men didn't say who it was. And then just as uh, I think it was um, Nash Carter was saying, oh, like uh, the story of how MSK came to be, uh, a bus comes by, obviously very loud, and they didn't, I mean, and it was, it was like an episode of SpongeBob, where they used to do kind of stuff like that when they were cursing and stuff, they like bleep it out like that. Um, I thought that was kind of goofy. It was a little, kind of fun. Um, and so then the bus pulls away and then Nash is finishing saying, and that's how MSK you know, came to be or whatever. Um, and then they they miss the bus because it leaves. And then they're like, okay, we're gonna go see this MSK, this this mentor. Um, and Wes gets on Nash's back for a piggyback, and off they go. Um, I don't know. This was this was more um, charming, five word. Maybe maybe it was more. Um, I don't know. It was goofy in a more entertaining sense. Whereas I was not thrilled with uh, the the. Intended humor of Zion Quinn, but Adidas is asking, "Who's this mystery man behind MSK in the vignette that we saw?" Uh, that we had, there was one hint that he has millions of dollars, um, and there's something else they're trying to like plant some hint. My first thought, I kid you not, they had the millions of dollars, and I was like, I I don't know why. Maybe he, he's been in the news lately. I thought Titus O'Neil because the millions of dollars thing, and then obviously <laughs> the the more logical connection is Ted DiBiase, millions of dollars, but. Um, I don't know about that, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know uh, what the what the payoff here is. I hope it's something because they they obviously again they went off to find this guy or this this person. Um, 
So it feels like we're going somewhere. I just don't know where that is. Yeah, I have no idea what this could be leading to. It left me guessing about what it could be, and I still really, after thinking about it some more while you were talking, have no idea what it could end up being. I don't know, man. Um, we'll see. Again, I, the one thing is we've had other mysteries of uh, the, the battery charge vignette for a couple of weeks, the person that was kind of coming back from the dead. They all, it's not, The first week especially, we could sit here blindly and think about who it might be. Nestor pointing out that DiBiase has some legal issues, so it's probably not him. I just was more saying, anytime you hear millions of dollars, the million dollar man, that's kind of a natural uh, dot to connect there. But that, uh, with that in mind, who even knows then? Um, hopefully we'll get some more, maybe some more helpful hints next week about who that might be. Hermit Card Jug gets Cody Rhodes. Not gonna be him, but <laughs> you know. Uh, another vignette we had tonight, we, we had a lot of these like kind of storytelling, these, these character-based vignettes. We had one with Joe Gacy talking about how the world uh, is meant to be a, a good place, a place of like uh, good people and whatnot, but it's not. It's a cesspool. Yeah, he referenced social media. He referenced people uh, judging Harland for having a shaved head and for being a monster without giving him a chance. Uh, then, you know, it said something along the lines of like, but don't worry, we'll, we'll make the world better. Uh, very clearly kind of... Um, make it seem like they are going to be a team or at least a united front, especially, you know, definitely like, you know, that whereas before it was a little unsure, uh, kind of teasing that now it's like, they're definitely like going to be some kind of, um, you, yeah, I guess united, united front, whether, whether that's a team or, or, uh, whether that's Harlan being his, his enforcer somehow, but I like, I like this. I think this is one of the better, uh, showing, showing us we've had from Gacy's promos where it's like it wasn't just the buzzwords and things like actually it did feel like more of a, a concentrated message and, and like a, 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 there's a story whereas before it's been like all, all about like talking about snowflakes and these very uh, you know controversial terms you know whereas this, this felt a little more this felt like progress that, that's what I'll say yeah I agree I thought that it was a nice step forward um, but he's still going to toe the line I think going forward and I think he should because that's really what the character is in, in a nutshell yeah and, I, and I'm enjoying that uh, DJ Castellas and Joe reminds him of Bo Dallas I think like for me I, I, think I said maybe the first or two, second maybe week that we saw him like he reminds me of a, very, a young speaking of the same family at least a young Bray Wyatt you know when Bray Wyatt was doing this kind of cult leader uh, kind of maybe like this twisted thing, obviously not not the fiend or, or even the later years of Bray Wyatt, but like very the the, the roots of Bray Wyatt being that kind of just um, cult leader, like trying to you know change the world in that sense and, and whatever that might uh, turn into. I, I I think that you know it's he's got a good character and and it's been a little divisive there, but um, I'm I, I've enjoyed this and I'm more on board of this than I may have been at first. I think it's going somewhere and I'm curious to see where that goes as well. Um, and again, they might be a tag team and Steven, Steven Chambers is saying he likes the direction of where the tag team is going. So we had Imperium uh, with the titles last week. We know that uh, MSK is off on this quest of some sort, but now the question is who will be the first team to face Imperium? And that was part of why we got uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner versus Legato, because they were just kind of disagreeing over who that should be. Um, so it's unclear, you know, right here today, who, who that first team will be. Uh, and Sam Chambers is kind of wondering who will be the first team to face Imperium. But um, we, had, we had a brief promo with Imperium talking about the title win, and they had kind of a, a meeting of champions with Toxic Attraction as well. Where they're talking about that they're both tag and champions now, 
And Ethereum had um, a, a not great line of, you know, they're talking the tax attraction and they're like, obviously they're, they're, you know, foreign they're they're, they're, you know, from international countries and they, they're talking to these attractive ladies and they say, Oh, America has its, um, benefits, benefits, America has its benefits. And that I, I saw kind of that already that automatically drew some that, that sent people into a tizzy. I thought for no reason, like, I mean, look at, I mean, look at them. I don't think there's anything wrong with like complimenting people in a way. I mean, they're not saying that that's all America is good for. They're just saying that. I, I don't know. I thought, I think pitch people read too much into it, but maybe that's just me. I didn't have a problem with it. I honestly, I didn't even really catch it. Kind of similar, and maybe that's my my own um, edited ignorance in some ways. Just like I saw it, and I thought it was heel, you know, kind of stereotypical heels being heels, and like, oh, you know, they're they're American now. They're talking to women. I I, so I have looked at myself, and and now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I, I could see how it could be taken badly, um, but no, I feel like it, it could have been a lot worse. At the same time, I, I'm not sure the best. Uh, Discuss that Nesha Nesha Chris saying she, uh, she didn't take it as bad uh, personally herself, um, but no, I, I think that kind of like kind of like the Joe Gacy stuff. There's stuff that's always going to be divisive, and that some people may not um, that maybe you know upset by, or that, that may not sit right with them. And if unfortunately, that's the, that's the na nature of entertainment, really, especially scripted entertainment. Writers going to write stuff, and it's not always going to go over, let alone go over, but. People are going to get upset, sometimes rightfully so, and that's just the nature of the beast. And you know, uh, it's it's a sub subjective thing. It depends on the person. And end of the day, I thought it was good to have Imperium have this kind. Of, I, I like the interaction in a general sense, so I don't have much bad to say about it. But I did thought I did think it was worth bringing up in that sense. But uh, about the tag, tag team title scene here, uh, DJ saying that Legato had a great match with Kyle Valley and Von Wagner in the ring. I've got no problem with Kyle and Von Wagner. When they're hiking in the woods and doing weird stuff, that's that's why I have more of a problem with it. Um, but I thought this was a good match. Legato won. They kind of stole the win here. Um, kind of setting up an interesting question of, again, the question being, uh, who, who will be the first to face Imperium? Steven Chambers saying kind of based on that screwy ending, they need to have a rematch. Um, I mean, Imperium, to me, are definitely heels, so it would be odd to have them face Legato two-on-two -two in, in a standard tag team match. We could maybe see a three-way or, or something like that, but um, no, I, I feel like one of these first two teams does feel like uh, they will be the ones to face Imperium soon, if not at that if that uh, rumored takeover takeover like event next month. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with this being the potential situation, and I do think it's the most realistic. I thought the match was good tonight, but uh, just trying to look a little bit forward to that in general. Uh, I think me and you would probably agree that Imperium doesn't appear they would be dropping the titles anytime soon, do you think? No, no. I, I think especially initially that the MSK reign got derailed in some ways, but it was it got it got, you know, it was relatively long. So I, I feel like they wouldn't just necessarily take the titles and, and drop them the next month. Um I I would be a little surprised by that. And I, I hope to see Imperium get a fairly good run with them. I think they, they could have a good run as, as these heel champions. And again, we, we were talking about it last week. They do need to kind of beef up the tag division a little bit of like having uh, multiple legit contenders. Because right now it's like, I, I guess I, I, I do buy Imperium as contenders, but I'm oh, sorry, uh, the champions. I, I buy Legato as, as legit contenders, but not so much Kyle and Von Wagner. And they even teased after this one match. I think this may have been like the second match they teamed. They're like, 
they're kind of arguing and they, they didn't quite say it but it was very much implied like oh can they coexist like oh they're, they're starting to ask potential young veterans another one that very very good as well again it's interesting that like those now are kind of three pretty clearly heel teams uh, of the champions being Imperium, Legato, definite, definite heels, and uh, Ghost of Young Vets have been you know, very, you know, clearly been, been heels for quite a while now. One of them could turn, that is very true, um, but right here today, you know, that isn't a, an interesting setup as well. And then you've got Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs kind of in, in the pipeline as well, uh, but I feel like they're, they're not quite there yet either. Um, but no, I, I think they have like some good options here, but it's just more of the when you think about the storylines and the maybe, maybe a feud, it's a little interesting to think about, okay, you've got these heel teams, how, how it's, how it's going to work, uh, trying to find that those matchups like that. But, and then Steven pointing out Kamala, Kamala as well. It's an option, but they seem very much more focused on Kamala being North America champion and, uh, potentially stepping up to, uh, Tomas Champa being the NXT champion. We'll talk about that in a bit. We'll talk about the main event. Um, but no, I mean, I, I like where they're going with the tag division. I just am curious to see how it's all going to kind of, um, how the cards are going to fall, I guess, is the best way to put it. So we're going to wait and see on that one. Um, one other, another one that we had that uh, was definitely noteworthy. We had Solo Sokoa showed up. I may, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. I, I apologize. Uh, I believe he's the brother of the Usos. Yes, correct. So, Younger brother. And this man is like a clone of Jimmy and Jay. I say that he looks looks just like them, as you'd expect. They're brothers. I understand Wrestles that. Wrestles just like him. Wrestles just like them. One with the frog splash, but even beyond the moves and the way he wrestles, like he moves like them. He did similar taunts, similar like mannerisms. He walked to the ring a very similar way. It was very like an, uh, it was uncanny. It was like, oh, this is this is interesting. I don't know. And then immediately people were like, oh, he won the squash. He won a squash match. He looked pretty good uh, in in that showing. And people were like, oh, calm to SmackDown. Have him be in the bloodline. Not just saying that as well. Here he needs to be in the bloodline. Um, I, I think that's too that's, early. Too early. Too early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw some people like, oh, you could you could bring him up as the Usos' kid brother. I feel like you'd want to more establish him first than bring him up as like a legitimate competitor rather than like this their young brother. Like, oh, he kind of just like, I don't know. I feel like that'd be a, a obviously maybe a little unconventional in a good way, but at the same time, like I, I think they might be better off sticking more to the script of like you know build him up, establish him, give him some give him some uh, experience and training. On NXT and on TV and off of it, and then lo and behold, you kind of eventually pre uh, preparing for that. But I do think we are a long way, long way away from that. But not much to write home about. It was good showing. Again, I was just so taken aback by so uncannily like the Usos here. Um, so I thought, and I thought that was kind of cool. So that by by the time that he is ready for that, he's gonna fit right in. He's dressed like he's like a more slightly more muscular version of them. He's like this this in between of Roman and the Usos. It's pretty interesting like that. But um, I'm curious to see what happens. You know, I think we're going to see more of this kind of thing over the next couple of weeks before he gets a feud. DJ is saying he maybe will get a feud with him and uh, Braun Breaker, but um, I think you know, Breaker is very clearly still being positioned in the main event scene, so maybe not quite there yet. But on the flip side, talk about maybe being too soon. Nesh is saying Dominic was never even never even next to Dominic Mysterio. So well, I feel like it's been like a catchphrase on the show. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe. Uh, if if the powers that be take one look at him and, and th think that those same thoughts, like oh, we could put him in the bloodline and, and have even even stronger stable. That's all it takes. So um, gonna have to wait and see on that one. But for first showing, that was good. And definitely uh, my big takeaway is that this guy is is you know 
the, the third Usel, very much so. He, and he is, but in, in a literal sense of, of in the ring. So I thought that was good as well. Um, I saw some criticism of Andre Chase. And I, and I want to say this guy has been like the underrated, like not MVP of an ICT.0, but I've enjoyed him a lot among other characters that I haven't liked so much. But um, I, I just think he's like he's he's making the most of the character. He's got a student section. It, like it's it's fun and goofy, very much a like Cameron Grimes uh, as, as we saw at night. He's not going to win a lot of matches, but he's he's having fun with the character. I thought it was great last week in the, in the haunted house thing. He, he had he had an open challenge tonight, trying to prove that he's, he was not a coward after perhaps coming all across as a coward uh, at the haunted house last week. And of course, Brian Baker comes out pissed off that he lost uh, the title match last week and. Beats, beats Andre pretty pretty uh, handily here. Uh, DJ and the Baker embarrass Andre in front of that same that very same student section tonight. Um, yeah, this was uh, everything you would you would expect it to be. But uh, and then after the match, Breaker said, "You know, I may have lost last week, but I'm not done with Champa, and I will beat Champa, or I will die trying." So very very clearly, potentially maybe even as soon as the that uh, special event next month, reportedly uh, we might get uh, Breaker with Champa too, and Breaker might win that time. Yeah, I think the direction we're heading into is that Braun Breaker is still going to be the focal piece of NXT and in the major storyline, and it's definitely not going to be with Andre Chase. So trying to think about potentially who it could be, uh, you know, obviously the first one that you want to consider is another title match, but at the same time, there are others out there that could potentially be a good fit. But uh, I think we have a couple of weeks to kind of see what direction they go into. It was kind of a unique place to kind of put Breaker into the... Uh, show tonight really just kind of randomly showed up there in that part and and kind of dominated and i thought you know at least have him on the show and continue to make him look good yeah i was just gonna say like if they if they didn't like have a, a more firm role for him of like you know a, a new feud or, or something else with champa or what his his you know spot was already full with dealing with um trick williams and whatnot but um you know, literally, it was an open challenge. If he was pissed, like it made that was one thing. It made sense. He was mad. He lost. He wanted to get those frustrations out. Beats Andre Chase and says, "Okay, you know, I, I did lose last week. But I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to try again, or again, die trying." So, yeah, you know, that definitely, again, definitely, among other things on the show tonight that I didn't really care for. Didn't have a problem with that. Again, getting him on the show, having him win, and, and continuing his his mission of get, uh, getting another title shot. I liked it. I thought this was good. Now, admittedly, DJ is saying that Tony Tony D'Angelo, everyone's favorite NXT 2.0 star, was on Lasting Out with Vast Legend. Admittedly, I, I missed this. I was literally filling up my coffee cup, stepped away. I did not see this. John, if you if you don't mind sharing your thoughts on it, because I, I admittedly uh, find dark here. It, it was like not even really noteworthy. I didn't think there was anything really interesting on there. It was the same spiel they've each been doing for the past couple weeks as far as acting the way they've acted, uh, saying the things they've said. It literally was just repetitive, just basically putting them together. Stephen Chambers says, where, where, where are they going with this waste of time? And he, he summarized it perfectly. It, it was a waste of time. But not as, not as much of a waste as the singing in the ring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? it's, like, <laughs> it's all relative. Um you know, uh, if you compare things on the same show, it's like, okay, maybe that was a little bit of a waste, but not as bad as that. So, you know, I guess, and that's not a good thing, but you know, you gotta, you gotta take what you get. And uh, the, the comparisons are natural. It's like, okay, if you didn't like this, what's better or worse than that? So, uh, not just saying we might get um, to see them put together somehow. 
I just for me on a show where you had index kind of uh, turning right around, going try, potentially doing this you know, this seemingly romance kind of thing, uh, or at least maybe another long term kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like that, again, that's a high. That's a high bar to live up to. I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't know if it's going to be a romance. I'm just saying um, that it seems to be some potential direction here, and I don't, I don't know if I see that. But um, not the biggest fan of what we've seen so far. I want again. I'm not trying to be overly critical of it because I don't know where it's going. Uh, again, Steven saying it was a waste of time. Um, been, didn't really, really care for it there, but uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna fucking see. People are really getting behind Tony D'Angelo, and DJ saying he's too talented to be on a talk show like this. If you want him to be on a talk show, put him on the KO show. Yeah, I don't know if he's ready for that quite yet, but um, yeah, I would agree. I, I hope to see him get more of his own kind of storyline here rather than this kind of um, non wrestling storyline with Last Legend. Like, I not, not to me, I don't know. Uh, well, again, no, no, we never try to write anything off um, too, too soon here. But with what we've seen so far, not the biggest fan of it. So, we're, we're, I mean, and if you're if you're liking it, or or if you're confused like I am, to, uh, Laura Rock's pointing out that Tony will be on the bump tomorrow, where he might be talking about uh, his, his future on NXT, where you find out uh, what may, he's usually in the bump. Ironically, he does have like they plant something in there, like okay, it's some at least tease of what's to come. So, uh, we're gonna wait and see on that one, but. Uh, otherwise, here the the big thing that we saw tonight uh, was was twofold. We had Tommaso Ciampa addressing the crowd at the end of the show, you know, right before the main event, I should say, talking about beating Braun Breaker last week. He was saying that Halloween Havoc was changing of the guard, but because uh, we had other other champions crowned, but he retained. And John, he called himself the God of NXT, and I was like, Ciampa, my guy, I love you, I love I love what you represent, I love the black and gold brand, but. Um, I don't know about that. Like the, the god of NXT, and I know he he, he was dressed as Kratos last week. Maybe he was referencing that, but that didn't quite hit me the right way. And then we had uh, Kamal Hayes come out and say, essentially, I'm the new school. I, I, I'm the A champion. As long as I'm here, you're going to be taking the backseat to me. And if this felt like they were actually setting up maybe a champion versus champion thing, yeah, it definitely appeared that way when we saw the main event match, and then um, it's just the way that he came out to the ring and, and made his, you know, gave his speech and said that, you know, uh, everything happened the way it was supposed to last week, except this, because basically I ruined the party and nobody told me that I was supposed to lose stuff like that. And, and I thought obviously what we're going to refer to uh, talk about next is that he is leaving the area to go backstage and Johnny Gargano comes out and they have a stare down, which a lot of people said, Oh, we're going to get, we're going to get another, whatever this is part five or part six or whatever it is of this feud. And right. we're going to have a, an old school match for the first takeover back to give fans that are complaining just a, a reason not to complain because we're going to have a little bit of old school with this match we got here, uh, which would probably main event if they did do it. Now, of course, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this was just for, I, I mean, it could, I guess it could, but I thought it was more just for, the reaction that it would get online and then sprout. So um, I don't know. What what do you think about uh, the potential that we would see another match here and then uh, get into the main event and talk about that? I mean, I hope so. I, I, I'm very biased and I, I hinted at it early in the show. Anytime we get these uh, callbacks or, or, you know, nods to the NXT of old, it fills my heart because I, I miss that NXT 
Um, admittedly, maybe too much sometimes. Again, I still haven't fully bought into the new NXT. Um, big fan of Ciampa, big fan of Gargano. Love their feud back in the day. Uh, very, very disappointed that it didn't get the proper conclusion because uh, Ciampa got hurt and the, they weren't able to do that uh, as they probably had planned to. Um, and they did they did conclude it. They did have the, the one final beat and they did wrap it up. Um, but with how much has changed, I think they could they could circle back to it, and it would I think it would be compelling. I think ironically, John, for the very reason you said, for someone like me, for many fans who may not really be into the new NXT 2.0, you do you put that on the the first takeover or, or whatever it might want to be being called uh, as kind of a like a compromise of, of sorts. Yeah, say, exactly. Okay, hey, you know, you can have you know, you can have this, and we're gonna do. Tony D'Angelo versus versus whoever and all these other new people, but we're still going to show you this because because we know that you, or at least some of you may may want that. So, um, but it, it is weird because they they have been so kind of like hell bent on new, 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 fresh, new, fresh, like all these new faces. That would that match of of Gargano Champa is almost like everything that the New York City is not it is trying to replace it is not about again you have Kamala he's literally saying that he's this leader of the new school and i talked about it earlier we had, we had mandy rose saying that she's the face of of uh, nxt 2.0 and telling eo shirai the, the woman's champion uh from the one of the last women's champions of the nxt of old saying it's not your nxt anymore it's like this is very clearly uh the direction so it does feel more like more likely that we would get it's almost um, it's almost like they're doing their own version of Survivor Series with the new ver the new era versus the old era. It's almost like NXT 1.0 versus NXT 2.0 at the next takeover. And and for all we know, that could be the the internal direction they want to go in here. Of course, they're, they're probably not going to explicitly say that. But if and and of course, if you do have Gargano versus Tommaso, that doesn't make any sense. But Mandy versus Io that fits the bill. Uh, yeah. If you have, you know, Imperium is kind of both, but you know, there there are ways you could basically shape this to make it make it seem like that. But I thought the main event match was good. It was a good tag match. The result was a little surprising to me, but nevertheless, the match itself was still good. And uh, I love how they're still teasing father son here and i was just like oh my god can we just get past this and move on now no john no we okay can't. but we don't even really have any interactions between the supposed husband and wife anymore it's like oh right. we're just gonna go right. our separate ways but we're still together like come on i agree you know i i made it abundantly clear i am a big fan of everything index and at this point the uh any continuation of the way obviously with with austin theory going up to raw with candace yeah Libre. Uh, being being pregnant off TV right now, uh, Dexter and Johnny are kind of and with Indy there as well. The last uh, remnants of the way now, um, Indy not on show this week, so uh, the, you know, and maybe maybe she had a night off, or whatever. Uh, but no, we have not had as much uh, of a follow up with Index, and that is not great. Like you you you, you deliver the wedding, you do you, you 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 told the story. They had the honeymoon, which is fantastic, and now it's just, as you said, John. Now they are doing their own thing which i i get i like part of it it's like okay they're their husband and wife they're they're doing their jobs and then they have been working in the same place and so maybe they're they're focusing on that but at the same time you can't tell me they would like just never interact like that's not how it works i'm sorry it's not uh not sure agrees she misses index i miss them very much i i hope it's not over obviously like they, they got married and, and that's canon um not sure about that though, but you mentioned the result of having a uh, trick Williams and Kamala Hayes win. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I, from, I'm, in terms of my, my rooting interest, I was rooting for Dexter and Johnny, father and son, want to see them get a win there uh, to, to strengthen that bond even more. Um, but at the same time, champions really should not lose unless they need to, unless like it's meaningful. Uh, and, and sure, Trick Williams could take in the pin here, but this this was good for Camelo. The, it kind of sets him up. Um, I feel like we are probably going to, uh, if they don't, they could do uh, that that uh, Chambers champion match to kind of tease. But if not for that, I feel like we are at least, or, or maybe before that, we are heading toward um, Carmelo versus Johnny Organo. I think that'll be very, very good. So, and maybe, maybe in, in a way, it was a little surprising to have uh, Johnny and Dexter lose this match for that because he could have had Johnny get the win here, set that up. But I'm sure they'll figure out something if that is the intended direction. I liked it. Also, I mean, I, I, this is the first time I've really gotten to see Trick Williams in, in the in action in the main event like this. So I thought that was good. Uh, you know, to kind of put him in the spotlight a little bit as more than the the hype man. Kamel is great. John is great. I really like Dexter. Uh, so this was very very good. I liked it a lot. Um, didn't want to skate over uh, something we were getting comments about. I wouldn't talk about it, but Grace Muller had a match with Boa because LA Knight was at ringside uh, continuing their feud over uh, hosting Halloween Havoc, even though Halloween is now past, um, which is fine. Like the, the, It's every right to have for LA Knight to be upset because he, he still thinks that Grayson uh, smashed his car. I still think it was Chucky, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Boa picked up a win, which was good because I honestly pretty much forgot that Tian Shaw was still a thing. And then after the after Boa won, LA Knight kind of like taunted at Grayson, and then we saw backstage uh, Boa was in the the Tian Shaw layer, and he like I think it was like threw some some dust or something, and he winds up with this this new face paint. I'm not quite sure what that means, but maybe he's gained some new power. Uh, not coming out of this one here, but uh, what, what do you think about uh, this continuation? Because um, I'll, I'll say, at the very least, it's giving these two guys something to do, uh, and it's also given given Boa a win. So I think that's maybe beneficial, at least. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was nothing extremely noteworthy. It was just one of those parts of the show where it's like they need to expose people to the audience and, and fill time at the same time. Yeah. So I'm interested to see kind of what what they do to expand on this even even further, and then yeah, their uh, Kaylee Ray is supposedly having her second coming again, where she was already there, but now hey, wait, she's here. Well, yeah. she was already here, but yeah, uh, it's whatever. Of course, they could do what they want. It's 2.0, so it's new, <laughs> and they'll play this out to be whatever they want it to be. So. Uh, I mean, hey, uh, but I mean, from an overall standpoint, what did you think of the show? More hits than misses. Um, and then like in some ways I had started to kind of come around where I was like starting to kind of give at least appreciate this whole 2.0 thing a little more. In some ways, some of the things they were doing, um, I really I, I thought last week was great. I liked it a lot for the follow up to that, for this kind of this start of the new era with new champions with um a whole new, new, not a whole new direction, but you know, a, a new era for the brand. I didn't think it was the best follow-up. I liked some of the things we got set up. Again, Mandy and EO. Uh, I'm liking in general what they're doing with Johnny and Carmelo. With Come and then I like kind of Carmelo, um, at least kind of hinting at this Chambers champion thing of Tommaso. I thought that was good. Um, tag title scene, interesting. Again, not quite sure how it's all going to, uh, how the, how the cards are going to fall, but they're they're. Doing something, and I, I'm glad that we're, we have these kind of options here. And you know, God picked up a good win. Um, again, glad to see Camelo got the win when he didn't need to take the loss there. So that was uh, av that avoided a mistake. So that's always good. But for me, 
lots of uh, of rough character character scenes. The the singing definitely did not do it for me. Didn't love the the Brooks uh, and Jensen thing. Um, I, yeah, that that was kind of a mixed bag in that sense. So, all that being said, I would probably go for probably like a six point three. Maybe that's a little high, but I think that's probably roughly where where I would uh, where I'd rank it. How about you? Uh, you're, I'm really close to you. I went with a six and a quarter, 6.25. I thought it was a little below average for NXT. It's, uh, oh boy. It's just every week goes by and I'm losing interest to the point where I don't even really want to watch. I'm, I'm skipping a lot more of the show than I used to. I'm not paying attention more than I used to. Uh, I gave it a few, I gave it a few weeks to kind of settle in and it was all right at first, but now, uh, it's almost like things are moving too slow. They're not exposing people enough. They're not building people up fast enough. So it's like it's hard to be interested in people that you essentially have no idea who they are or no idea where they're going with them. So, I mean, there's not really a whole lot you can say other than uh, – and then I said a month ago and almost two months ago now when this started that I'd give it a chance. I felt like it's been long enough to give it a chance. Uh, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but now that we do have a takeover coming in possibly a month, I feel like I should at least give it a few more weeks until that point and see kind of what they do to build that and how they deliver that. Because typically the takeovers have been very good. Uh, all 36 of them or whatever have been pretty good. So if if this also delivers and it's pretty good, then it's almost like, well, maybe it'll be good. Worth it. Yeah. Um, I agree, man. Like, it's interesting, you know, there are, point, there are points where we do the Raw show, and it's a really rough stretch. And I'm like, I don't really want to watch the show, but we have to cover it. It's, it's our job to. And in some ways, like that's where we're not saying that's what necessarily we're at. Because there, there are parts of the show that I really that I do really enjoy. Um, but maybe in a more general sense, kind of like if this is where we really are, where we are several weeks in, um, I myself, like I said, not 100% liking it. And I don't think anybody likes anything 100% of the time. I assume I'm not particularly enjoying it on the whole. Um, as it is interesting because like, we have had kind of a good amount of uh, evidence, I'll say, of like over several weeks of like, okay, this is the new NXT, this is what we are getting. Uh, and I think they the first couple of weeks they're kind of finding the footing, but now that's like, and granted, they they still are. It's it's only uh, November second, and the, the whole revamp only started uh, September fourteenth. So um, yeah, that's still relatively soon, but you know. Yeah, that that is where I'm starting to find myself, where it's like not loving this. I, I don't want to sit here and say I miss the NXT of old, but I do. And now we're sitting here like this is where we're going, and it's like okay, we got to. That's for you and I, at least. It's our job to cover it, so we are going to keep watching. We're going to have to keep um, being in, as invested as we can. Yeah, um, but it's interesting, and I guess yeah. Now, at least in the, in the short term, we can say okay, if they do this takeover or or whatever the special event is. Maybe that's something to hold out hope for, where it's like, depending how that goes, how the build goes, how the, the event itself delivers, maybe that'll be another point of like, okay, where are we at? Like, how are they really doing? Because so that might be the first, I thought Halloween Havoc was the first, like, real kind of benchmark, but then maybe that'll be the first, uh, or maybe the, I'll say the second one. So uh, that's something to look forward to, if that is indeed the plan, which I have every reason to think it would be. Um, so that being said, a lot of comments kind of agreeing roughly where, where we're at with National with Six. Or Raw with a 6.7. Uh, Steven saying it was better than Raw. Uh, perhaps maybe somewhat questioning it, but I, I would agree. Kind of maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's becoming Raw level in some ways from from my from an enjoyment level. DJ with an 8.9. And as I always say, if you enjoy it, if we're sitting here... Not <laughs> I don't really... know how you give that show an 8.9. He gave Raw like a 3 last night. 
It's if it's a subjective world, John. It is a it is a is a, a subjective medium. I it's, it's, just, it's all subjective. I, I just feel like sometimes it's like people are throwing out random numbers, and I'm like, I'm like, what in the world? Like, were you watching like a 2016 episode on the on Peacock and are <laughs> confused or what? <laughs> I did see one tweet that someone someone retweeted the clip of. Um, uh, of Zion Quinn singing, and they, they retweeted no, saying, "Stop, stop!" They, no, they, no. They, they, they were they were retweeting like expressing the disappointment. Like this used to be the best wrestling show oh, on TV, okay, okay, and this is where we're at. And like I, that is again, that is where I am approaching. Where I'm like, we're seeing this every not maybe not the singing level, but like this. It kind went of thing. from like the best to like second to last. No, what's the last? Dynamite. <laughs> oh, John. Gosh. <laughs> you set, set me Ooh. up for that one. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Wow. Yeah, right. but I mean, I mean, we, we we will um see what they do next week. And of course, uh we'll we'll definitely be back to talk about raw again next week. So I mean it's life goes on. Life goes on and admittedly tip of the captain Esha. Yes, I too used to love NXT as she's commenting here. Um, and I hope that I'll love it again. I don't love it right now. I, I hope what, we have that I get back there at some point. But nonetheless, whether I love it or not, John, you and I will be here to talk about it. Uh, DJ pointing out, for some reason, I don't understand why, Corey Jade is trending number three on Twitter. That, that, I mean, uh, according to what I saw, that's not true, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All these algorithms <laughs> Maybe, maybe on his profile with his feed, but um, the World Series is like dominating one through ten. That'll be good for the viewership tomorrow. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Yeah, because uh, tonight's pretty much it. So, yeah, yeah. That, I'm glad you point that out because viewership uh, will almost assuredly go down. Yeah. And, again, it hasn't seemed to really affect the the uh, what we're getting so far from CD.0, but but I feel like the viewership had been why that uh, – why the, in some ways why the, the whole revamp uh, happened. So, you know, if we keep kind of getting some backlash of viewership, a year, year from now, two years from now, who even knows? They might reassess again. Now she's saying she's watching Chucky. I'm reviewing reviewing that for our sister slate uh, coming soon. So I uh, hope you're enjoying that because I've had fun watching that. Um, and I, I often have uh, ended that show feeling better than I have watching NXT. Yeah, but um, I, I digress. I don't want to keep bearing NXT. I will say we'll be back here Monday to talk about Monday Night Raw. Robert and I will be here on Friday to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. The two Dynamite Tudes on a rampage. Dominic and Marcus do all things AW, even though John thinks it is the worst show, worst show on television uh, in the wrestling in that sense, at least. And otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews. Comments coming at you guys. Uh, Bill Burch recently interviewed uh, Booker T. Down to interviewed Mick Foley. All these things and more available on all of our platforms. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for listening. Even on a night like, night like tonight, when uh, the, sh the, the, the show itself, the show we're reviewing, was not so good. We try best to, uh, you know, talk about it, to, to break it down, to analyze it, and make the most of it. And uh, enjoy your all of your company. We appreciate it. And remember. Uh, no matter what, whether it's a show you like or a show you don't, um, whatever company it might be, John, we do one thing above others, and you can tell me what that is. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.